grace be unto you and peace, peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> Dear fellow saints of God, this morning I'm going to show you a picture that I think we are all familiar with and it isn't necessarily an easy picture always to look at. You see that? I think that we're familiar with a picture like this because somewhere along the line we've all been there standing at the casket of a loved one. It's one of the more difficult scenes that we experience in life since God created us to live not to die death and its consequences is something that we will all see or have already experienced. And when we see these kinds of scenes in life, we wonder how can we cope? How can we cope with the tears of sorrow? How can we cope with the emptiness of the loneliness and separation? Well, there's only one way that we can cope with the consequence of sin, namely death, is by remembering the Bible truth that all those who believe in Jesus when they die, their souls go directly to heaven and their bodies will be laid to rest to await the glorious resurrection on the last day. And it's also important to know and remember that those who believe in Jesus will also go to heaven and we will be reunited with all God's believers in heaven above. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at a picture from God's Word that God the Holy Spirit had the prophet Isaiah cast in his prophecy about the joys that God's people experience in the kingdom of grace and ultimately in the kingdom of glory. It's the reading on pages 8 and 9 and I invite you to turn to those pages in your bulletin. I invite you to follow along, and as I read these words, it's important to remember that Isaiah sent this message to people who were going to see and experience some horrific scenes in life. You see, the people of Judah had become unfaithful to the Lord their God and His Word, and God was going to bring judgment, just like their sister tribes, the northern kingdom. An enemy nation was going to come and was going to level their land. Many people, including children, were going to die. Their fields and their crops and their homes were either going, and their possessions were either going to be destroyed or confiscated. And that would also happen to the Lord's house and the treasures within. And for these people, there would be many tears, there would be great heartache, and there would be many graves. And for the people who would see and experience these horrific scenes of light, God had a sight for their sore eyes. In these words... God reminds his people that since he is a God of all comfort, 
He was going to usher in a new heaven and a new earth. And in the Bible, that usually refers to our eternal home. In which God was going to make everything that was wrong, right. Listen to this beautiful message from God from Isaiah chapter 65. I invite you to follow along as I read. Behold, in other words, take a look at this. I will create new heavens and a new earth. The formal things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I will create. For I will create Jerusalem to be a light, a delight, and its people a joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and take delight in my people. The sound of weeping and of crying will be heard in it no more. Never again will there be an infant who lives but a few days, or an old man who does not live out his years. He who dies at a hundred will be thought a mere youth. He who fails to reach a hundred will be considered accursed. They will build houses and dwell in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. No longer will they build houses and others live in them, or plant and others eat. For as the days of a tree, so will be the days of my people. My chosen ones will long enjoy the works of their hands. They will not toil in vain or bear children doomed to misfortune. For they will be a people blessed by the Lord, they and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, but dust will be the serpent's food. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, says the Lord. As we hear these words, we are reminded of the blessings that we already experience and enjoy as members of God's kingdom of grace, perfect peace with God through the forgiveness of sins, and the joy of salvation. We have that now by faith in Jesus. But we will not experience and enjoy these blessings in their fullness until God takes us to our eternal home, heaven above. And what that fullness of joy in heaven will be like is a big question on everyone's mind. What's it going to be like in heaven? We can't fully comprehend. How could we? So often in the Bible when God describes what heaven will be like, he uses pictures from life that help us grasp in a small way what it's going to be like. And what does God say heaven will be like? We can't discuss it all, but there are some very key thoughts we want to focus in on. First of all, God says, in heaven, the former things will not be remembered, nor will they come to mind. A good way to, to understand this is that the former things are the things here. The bad and the sad things in this life as a consequence of sin. And God tells us here, not only will those bad things not be in heaven, neither will the memory. They won't even come to mind. Isn't that amazing? They will not be remembered. What that will mean, I don't know. But it sure sounds great. Then, there is more. In heaven, there will be no sound 
of weeping or crying. Think of that. When we see someone else crying, or when we hear someone else weeping, that can cause the tears to come to our eyes too. But God says here that in heaven he will not only wipe away our tears, but we will never see or hear anyone weeping or crying. Can you imagine that? Amazing. But there still is more. Heaven will be a place of perfect harmony and peace and security. Earth had been like that at one time in the Garden of Eden, but that didn't last long. Because of Adam and Eve's fall into sin, there is no perfect peace and harmony and security in this life. But in heaven, there will be. And God uses some amazing pictures to help us comprehend that. Peace is pictured with the wolf and the lamb eating together. Peace is pictured with the lion eating like the ox. Security and safety is pictured by the fact that poisonous snakes will no longer harm or kill. Imagine that. You know, there will never be peace, perfect peace in this world, nor will there ever be perfect peace even in our own homes. And in our homes, there are times when we are not secure and safe. But that's not the way it's going to be in our heavenly home. In our heavenly home, there will be perfect peace. There will be perfect harmony and perfect security. Imagine that. But there is more. God also says we will live forever in our heavenly home. You see, one of the great joys of life is when someone can buy and own their own home. Right? There is joy in making a house a home. Many of you experience that. But unfortunately, we know that either because of finance or maybe because of damage or sickness, and yes, even death, we will not live in our earthly homes forever. And then what happens? After we leave our earthly homes, someone else will live in them and enjoy the fruits of our labors? Those aren't pleasant thoughts. But in heaven, we will live forever. And we will never have to leave that home and there we will enjoy the fruits of our Savior's labor. We will live forever in home, our home in heaven above. Imagine that. But there is even more. Another joy that we experience in this life is that of a family. What a joy it is when we are able to be with our loved ones. But you know... Death has even damaged that. Sooner or later, we will all have to stand at the casket of our loved ones, or they will stand at the side of our caskets. That day will surely come if Jesus does not come first. You see, the thing that takes the greatest joy out of living is dying. And that grief is even deeper when it's the casket 
of a little child. But God tells us here, no more. He uses some amazing pictures. I think of the picture of the tree that just looks like it's going to stand forever. We will not die forever, but we will live forever. Imagine that. But there is more. You and I have the presence or the blessing of being able to walk in the presence of God in this world. And he's invited us to call upon him in the day of trouble. And he has promised to hear and answer our prayers. But sometimes as we walk through life, it feels as though God is so far away and that he's not listening to us. But he's here. We can't see him. But he's here. And he is listening. But there will come a day in heaven when we will see our Savior face to face. And like Adam and Eve, we are going to be able to walk and talk with God just like they did in the Garden of Eden. The greatest joy of eternal life is the joy of being able to see our Savior face to face and walk with Him in eternity. I want to share with you this next picture. I don't know if all of you are going to be able to see it way back there. Maybe some of you have seen it. You can Google it when you get home. It's called The First Day in Heaven. One of my daughters sent me this picture on the day that my father died. That was his first day in heaven. And, and you may not catch it here, but what caught me in this picture is the absolute joy the artist captures on that woman's face on her first day in heaven. And dear friends, that, that's going to be the joy that we'll experience too. Our last day here on earth will be our first day in heaven. Isn't that amazing? So in these pictures, God helps us understand in a small way what heaven will be like. And it's important for us to remember, as we read the names of the saints of St. Paul that have gone on, during the last 12 months, to remember that they are enjoying and experiencing those things right now. But what's even more important to know, how do we get to heaven? How do we get to heaven? The Bible tells us that too. And the only way to heaven is through faith in Jesus Christ. And why is that? Because He did everything to save you. For you, he lived a perfect life of obedience to the Ten Commandments, which you and I could never do. And for you, he completely and fully washed away all of your sins so that you are holy in God's eyes. He did that for you and for me. And God offers all of that to you as a free gift, which is received alone through faith. So on this day when we remember our loved ones who have gone to heaven, it's even more important to remember and to put our trust in Jesus who won that eternal life for us. So yeah, these truths bring us great comfort about all the believers who have gone before us. And we thank God for that. But what about us who are left behind? Where's the strength for us to go on living? Where's the comfort in our dying? Well, 
It's in these glorious truths that give us strength and purpose in our dying. Let me explain what I mean. I'd like to share with you some personal thoughts, not about my father's death, but about my mother-in-law's death. After she had died, a friend asked my father-in-law, do you miss your wife? <sighs> kind of a foolish question, huh? He said, of course. And then this person asked him, do you ever wish that, that someday she could come back and be here? My father-in-law said, what? Why would I want her back here? Why would I want her back here when she's already tasting the glory of heaven and come back to this world full of sin and sorrow and death? No, I don't want her to come back here, but I am waiting for Jesus to take me there. And that's how this day can be a blessing for us all. We remember those who have gone before, but we remember the only way we are reunited is through faith in Jesus. And one day, through faith, He'll take you there too.